Lore Mipsum Dolort Sitament Consecutur Adipishing Elite Set Wait, what? What I'm saying? Yes, that's my point. When we design an experience, we know that a direct collaboration between writers and UX UI designer is something so we cannot do without. Without content, graphic design is but a shell of its potential shelf and doesn't offer anything of substance. It might look nice, but it's only an ornament without content. Content and design are inseparable work partners. In 2008, Jeffrey Zeldman, American designer and author, said Content precedes design. Design, in absence of content, is not design, it's decoration. More than 10 years before, Bill Gates said Content is king. He wrote, one of the exciting things about the internet is that anyone with a PC and a modem can publish whatever content they can create. Yes, there was the modem connection, it was 1996, but he had the foresight to understand this power. So are more than two decades that we all know the importance of creating, design, writing and planning good quality content in a digital world. But if we look close to those who design web services, sometimes happens that writing or content strategy skills aren't a lead part of a design project. Those who had to write stuff for a layout sometimes had to fill call to actions or labels without complete knowledge of the context. Content design isn't just a technique to help you produce better content, it's a new way of thinking about content. Content design is answering a user need in the best possible way for the user to consume it. It helps your user to get that content when they need it, in the language and the format they need it. That's why in Tangity we think that content plays a great role in interaction design. Content shapes the design. Designing without content is like creating the packaging before you know what goes in it. We in Tangity have our content design team. We are UX writers, we set the tone for the content and drive cohesive product narratives across multiple platforms and touchpoints. We try to build a strong sense of empathy for the audience. We give voice to digital products. So, if content is liquid, we can turn it into orange juice or wine, whatever best suits our listeners' taste. Hey there, welcome back to a new episode of The Untangler. If it is the first time you press play and listen to this podcast, let me tell you what I'm about to do. First thing first, my name is Diego, I am a content designer in Italian headquarters of Tangity in Milan. What is Tangity? Yeah, good question. Tangity is a global network of design studios, part of Entity Data. We are more than 200 designers with different roles and backgrounds. We call ourselves Untanglers. In this episode I'd like to explore a particular side of design work, the one I'm into. It's content design. My guest is Giovanni Schirò, senior content designer in Tangity, an inspiring colleague who has many years of experience in digital design projects with particular sensitivity to words and their origin. He was born in Cagliari, on Sardinian island, at the beginning of the 80s. When I, when I opened my door, when I opened my windows, I saw actually my, my school mm-hmm. and a, a road in between my house and, uh, and my school. 
my day, my average day was uh, uh, playing soccer uh, all the time or hide and seek and mm -hmm. dodge and stuff like that. I was, uh, I, I loved to be in the open air, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, gr gr grass and uh, uh, trees. Uh, I, I try a lot of time to climb uh, on olive uh, trees mm -hmm. because in in Cagliari there are many, uh, especially in my in the yard of the of my uh, primary school, and it was really great because uh, it was natural around and uh, always uh, on the open air and uh, always my mom yell at me, mm -hmm. come home, and the dinner is ready. Yeah. So I mean it's quite a normal childhood. The neighborhood I I grew up in uh, it's called Quartiere del Sole. Mm -hmm. There is a Sun neighborhood, yeah. so it's really really uh, great because it was like that. It was sunny all the time mm -hmm. and uh, not in the center, but uh, nearby the sea. Actually, mm -hmm. uh, the the I I could see uh, the sea from my from my apartment. Life in Sardinia is perhaps the best a man can hope for. 24,000 kilometers of forest, countryside, coast immersed in a miraculous sea should concede with what I would advise the good Lord to give us as paradise. Fabrizio Di Andrea, Italian singer and songwriter. My father was born in Cagliari, but uh, his uh, uh, parents were, 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 were from Sicily, from mm -hmm. Palermo, and my mother The, my grandma, uh, from the other side, uh, from my mother's side, uh, is because it's uh, she is uh, almost a uh, hundred uh, years old, oh, but wow. she's still really kicking. <laughs> <laughs> she she uh, in a great shape, and yeah. um, she is from an, an a little island that is called um, Isola di San Pietro, San yeah. Peter. Uh, it's really tiny, and it's abroad. Uh, Abroad the Sardinia, I don't know if it's English, proper mm -hmm. English, 60 kilometers from Cagliari, maybe 100. And um, it is a Pegli uh, colony. Pegli yeah. is a, a little place in uh, Liguria. One uh, speaks uh, with, uh, with that, that kind of dialect. Uh, so I grew up uh, with two grammars, really different from uh, one another. Uh, with with different uh, way of cooking, yeah. um, so it was really confusing and amazing. This soundtrack is called Sard, produced by a Sardinian musician called Arrogalla, and also one of Giovanni's friends. National Geographic writer Dan Bodner has traveled the globe to uncover the best strategies for longevity and happiness. He identified five blue zones, places that have the greatest life expectancy and where more people reach age 100 than anywhere else. That is what links the island of Okinawa, Japan and Sardinia in Italy. My grandma, she is 98, mm -hmm. going to 99 actually in May. Mm -hmm. She is born. She was born in uh, in Sardinia. So I asked her uh, uh, like a few months ago, "What's the secret to uh, come at your age mm -hmm. 
with this kind of uh, you know strength physical yeah. strength and uh, lucidity this sharp mind yeah and she said it, it's not uh, a great thing uh, from the physical uh, i mean it's not secret there are no <laughs> secrets about this there is no uh, a recipe no there is not a recipe but it is it's an attitude towards life mm-hmm. uh she said she is what she was really uh vanito- vain mm-hmm. vanitosa vain i guess she was, she was a really good looking woman this aging process could be really a problem for her a, a person that vain yeah so what's the secret she just uh, um, don't look at the mirror and when she uh, do the shower when she showers mm-hmm. uh, she just uh, not touch so much her body she doesn't you know she always do quick showers yeah because of because of that and the most important thing is to uh, it's the life attitude that is simple like yeah. uh, like that the, you know go with the flow mm-hmm. don't don't lo- look back in anger don't yeah. Um, old garage you don't need it so it's really simple but it's really really difficult to to maintain this kind of uh, perspective in life yes yeah, so for we have two, two tips yes. yeah short showers <laughs> and <laughs> simple life that's great yeah <laughs> so i brought this question for you because you are a sardinian born with the sicilian and and ligurian blood but you are a mountain boy <laughs> you don't oh god <laughs> yeah okay let me say something before yeah. i have uh, <laughs> I, i will be i will be fustigated uh, you know um <laughs> for for this kind of thing but i will i will tell you this uh when i was uh, like 12 13 14 i was really good in uh, swimming mm-hmm. so i was a swimmer yeah okay so i love water i really love love to uh, swim it it keeps me uh, you know calm and uh, it relaxes me but <laughs> when i was when i was really little i loved to to go to the sea to the beach and mm-hmm. to play a lot because i was a you know outside uh, outside boy but uh, you know around 20 years old um i started to not to feel so comfortable on the beach because it's too hot for me and in that period uh, i developed a, a really deep love with uh, with the mountains mm-hmm. i don't know why because uh, we never uh, you know vacation holidays for for my family was always going to the beach yeah. so i don't know how it it comes uh, it comes from but it it, uh, it is a really strong uh, thing now when i can i dedicate uh, like a week mm-hmm. uh, of my holidays uh, in the summertime going to mountains you know so yeah. it would be like little little villages like chiareggio that is uh, in lombardia or in trentino or in friuli amazing places for a young boy growing up in that context The urge of escape from his tight world and spread his voice is huge. That's why, through stories, books and acting, Giovanni started to find his way. I really fell in love with stories, actually. Mm-hmm. From, you know, comics, 
from Walt Disney, Topolino. Yeah. I really, uh, really was uh, really into it. But uh, there is an, um, a thing that I want to share with you. I was an only child until I was seven years old. So I had a lot of time to spend with myself. And uh, it was in, in those years uh, that I developed this kind of passion. Uh, about that, when I was like four or five, I really cr- I clearly remember that uh, in the summertime, mm-hmm. uh, every evening after a day spent, uh, you know, playing soccer and stuff, Andrea, that he, he was a really close friend of mine, used to sit with me on the grass, on the wet grass, and, you know, the sun was setting, the air was, you know, like, like crispy. Mm-hmm. There, it told me incredible stories, like really incredible, like horror stories, adventure stories. I remember that in those moments, I was really with the, all myself into the stories. He was, he was not a great, uh, you know, narrator, but the, sto- the, the ideas that he had were really brilliant. So I remember that I, you know, like in sunk, I, I guess it's, this is the word. It's like to go deep with, uh, with this kind of uh, narration. And uh, it was really amazing. And this kind of frenzy and uh, emotion is still the same for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, only now the great stories are much more difficult to find. That's a problem now. Writing is a journey. Writing is vulnerable and risky. But if somebody can help you and advise you, you will carry the tips for all your life. Uh, I was not a particularly uh, great student. Uh, I love to write. Yeah, I, I always love to write, but for, for myself. This kind, of, uh, this kind of love grew in the years. I started to think, uh, you know, writing could be my thing in it was in the summer of uh, 2002 because i had the opportunity to work uh, to to work on a webzine a cinema webzine yeah about ethnic cinema it's really strange things but really great uh, i loved it and there i met uh, bianca laura uh, she is my mentor and she taught me that when you write it's really simple but uh, it's it's fantastic and great it, it opened my mind when you write you write for someone else not just for yourself i was really uh, self-centered mm-hmm. uh, and the other thing is not to care too much about your writing because when you publish it it's everyone else's it's not it's not yours pretty wise and simple but not that easy to do i took a diction course out of pure curiosity Um, Elio Turno Artemalle, that's the name of my beloved teacher. Um, mm-hmm. Besides being a very good actor, he's also a great teacher. Uh, just think that every week he gave us a list of words mm-hmm. and we had to build a story at home. The words were linked only by phonetic aspects, but they had nothing to do from uh, a semantic point of view, from mm-hmm. a meaning. Yeah, they are really they were really not uh, in the same uh, uh, context context. So you had words like dragon, water heater, fun, acupuncture, and you had to pull a story into it. It was so much fun. Really great fun. 
the first book that opened my mind uh, was uh, The Metamorphosis from Kafka. And then from that book, uh, it was really, you know, a roller coaster. Um, it was a really strange start, um, but really, really great. Sliding doors are key moments in life. Giovanni had the strength to overcome obstacles and found his way in studies and work, despite some superficial advice or inaccurate choice. So I went to uh, a classical school studying Greek and Latin, subjects that I really loved. And the funny story is how I get there. Mm. I had already decided to enroll in high school, but when the report card arrived in June, I saw the note written by the Italian teacher, Italian teacher. Mm -hmm. And uh, it said that I was good for a vocational school <laughs> where, uh, you know, you make a lot of things, but you study less yeah. Italian or stuff like that. Uh, she really got me. And so thank you, Prof, because I, <laughs> I work with words. I moved to Bologna from Cagliari when I was um, uh, 22. So I was, I was not that young. Mm -hmm. uh, I started uh, to, mm, to study law school, but uh, I really don't, uh, I really didn't like it. So I take my, you know, take my little bag, little luggage and move to Bologna to study uh, communication studies, mm -hmm. um, semiotics uh, in, uh, and sociology uh, were my majors. And then um, I took my BA there and then uh, I fell in love with the politics, with the politics communication. And then uh, I did an MD in, uh, in politics uh, communications. Mm -hmm. And then I worked for, uh, I, I did some uh, campaign, some electoral campaign, uh, and it was really, really fun. The management of power today is above all communication. Elaborate with the precise strategies, a proper appearance of the politicians to be submitted through media and public opinion to obtain electoral consent. I did it for like three people. Mm -hmm. Usually uh, we have meetings and uh, we, I just help them to communicate uh, in the best way the things they need to and to use the, the, the proper channel. You know? So mm -hmm. uh, let's, let, let's, uh, let's do an interview with this kind of uh, topic because it's really it's really good for your campaign or maybe in this kind of things we, we can tweet it mm -hmm. we can tweet this kind of uh, information and uh, it was really interesting because I uh, I did uh, like a like a research with the users yeah uh, like like the, the one uh, we did in in, uh, in design because you, you have to know the, the, the person you have to listen, you have to, mm -hmm. and then you have to uh, provide um, like a suit of words that mm -hmm. is uh, really just for him. You know, he must believe in the words yeah. he, he speaks. So it was really, really interesting, this kind of uh, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mix of uh, marketing and uh, yeah. civic education. Civic education, absolutely. Uh, a lot of marketing, actually. <laughs> I, it was fun, as I said, but I didn't, you know, picture myself in the future. 
you know, the, the, the famous uh, or infamous uh, question, uh, where, are, uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And it was not there. Mm-hmm. It was not in politics or it was not in, uh, you know, spin doctoring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From spin doctors to social media, political communication has evolved and lets parties communicate in a more direct way to citizens that now can react immediately to an event. The other side of the coin is that contents are slogans and there is no inclination to deepen them. Things changed uh, in, in a really not a great way in, mm-hmm. in communication. In, we, we are talking about communication, yeah. politics communication. So the way the politic, uh, the politicians uh, speak to people, um, speak or tweet, or yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, ten years ago, uh, the the politicians were maybe 10, 15 uh, years ago. Politicians were more they speak to your heart and to your mind, actually, not not uh, the you know not every one of them, but. The great, the good ones, mm-hmm. who, they, they really, they really were great in this, and now uh, they speak. We say in Italy to the stomach, yeah. to the you know, to the to the lower instincts, uh, to rage. So um, there is this kind of polarization that is uh, worldwide. Uh, in uh, in USA, you have uh, you had. Uh, Trump, but uh, here we have uh, little uh, little Salvini. That kind of uh, um, way of communicate uh, values, uh, uh, ethics, uh, they are, in my opinion, they are really wrong because they are, this kind of polarization is really bad because you have uh, from a side the good ones and from the other side the, mm-hmm. the bad ones. And it's, it, this is not politics. The politics is uh, the art of uh, compromise, so yeah. it, it can't it can't be any compromise if uh, the your opponent is uh, the the bad guy yeah. is evil. Bologna is an old lady with soft hips. Bologna is an Emilian woman with a strong cheekbone. In this way, the singer and songwriter Francesco Guccini described this important and ancient Italian city in his song. Each city creates a memory in the mind of those who live it. A memory that remains each forever. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I remember the first time I, I, I went there. And I remember the, the really clear, clear sky. It was October, but for a miracle, the, the sky was really mm-hmm. light blue. blue. And, uh, and of course, the, that kind of uh, colors of the... Of the building that are orange, uh, yellow, and it was really warm, and uh, it was great. Uh, I had a great life there. Uh, I lived uh, for with my cousin uh, with for for a few years because mm-hmm. we, we we went there together, mm-hmm. and uh, so I in that time I was working for the webzine, so I I wrote about cinema. And at the same time, I, I studied uh, semiotics that it was loved uh, discipline. It was there that I started to think as a designer, thanks to a laboratory of semiotics of objects. It was mm. a, a great uh, laboratory. There I uh, read the design of everyday things, that is uh, 
a book uh, in, in Italy is called uh, La Caffettiera del Masochista. Yeah. And there something happened. From that moment, uh, I started to question whether an object, real or digital, was actually able to communicate how to, to deal with it. So it was really, really an episode of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, eye, eye-opening. UX writing, when uh, it wasn't defined as UX writing, how it was called? Maybe replace that lorem ipsum with some sentences, or give me a title and subtitle to this page, or again, fix those labels with some words simple, easy to understand, short, and with multiple meanings. Uh, I just uh, apply for a job as a UX writer uh, in, a, in a really uh, big uh, uh, company. Uh, I did, uh, you know, the interviews, uh, like three or four, I, I, I don't remember. And then I received a yes uh, mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a response. And uh, it was really, you know, uh, sudden and, uh, and you know, unexpected because I, uh, I was not betting on, on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, try, um, I began to, to work on, uh, on Milan. And then they sent me like 10 days after to, uh, to Turin. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then, and there, I have to write for a, for an app. So it was really UX writing, uh, hardcore UX writing. Yeah. So, and th- this was my first time. Uh, so it was really challenging and uh, intriguing because it was a, a, a way of communicating, a, a new way of uh, communicate with the, with the user, with the, with the reader. It was it was really difficult, but it was uh, uh, it was exciting because it was new and was something mm-hmm. uh, that I never tried uh, before. After this first experience, Giovanni went Tangity and being part of content design team. The first uh, the first day in Tangity, um, it was really great because uh, I I have I I discover. Uh, to have a, you know, a, a, a family, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, I, I, as I said, uh, I, work f- I work as a UX writer, but it was, uh, I was the only one. Mm. And now, uh, arriving in Tangiti, it was really great because uh, there, there, there were Andrea and Paola that were well, warm welcomed me. And uh, this kind of... Uh, this kind of uh, Uh, you know, possibility to uh, speak the same, uh, you know, the same language. Yeah. It was great. And the first time I remember that um, uh, they just uh, uh, threw me uh, in, a, in a really complex and, uh, and really long and, and, and big uh, project. And uh, I started uh, from day one to, uh, to do UX writing mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, with uh, of course, uh, a, a UX uh, designer, and it was uh, Daniele. And it was uh, great because uh, I, I, I can uh, speak uh, my mind uh, with, with, uh, with the designer and uh, have an exchange of ideas with him. And from that day, we, ne- we never stopped. That's the, the way we, we work. Yeah. Uh, it, we work together. Uh, so I, my approach is uh, from a content point of view, but we always uh, mix uh, our, our, our mind uh, with others. So with UX designer, with the user interface designer, with business designer. 
So it's uh, it's amazing. Tangity's strength is the ability to work in a team with people with different skills and from different backgrounds. Working as a unique group constructively enriches us. We have a, a content team because otherwise you would have really great pieces of art, mm -hmm. but, uh, but not uh, an experience, uh, uh, a proper experience. Uh, it's like, imagine uh, like an app with no words or a sequence of uh, lorem ipsum yeah. or worse than ever, not clear words. So how can users fulfill their need uh, if the right words can't guide them? Yeah. Uh, and this is what we do. We provide content that drives our users step by step uh, toward they, their goal, they need. Paola, our, uh, our colleague, uh, once said that content design designs experience by starting with content, not mm -hmm. pixels. And the, the advantage is huge because the content becomes the design material. We put ourselves in each other's shoes. Through listening and understanding, we make sure all voices are heard. But also, we make sure that the products we design can communicate to users according to their feelings. Yeah, the design mentality is a, design, a mentality of, of a group. So when uh, when we uh, when we are on board uh, from the day one from the beginning of the project, we really uh, do the difference. Uh, it's there that we do the difference because you work uh, and you, you propose uh, you, you you need to understand what is the the story <laughs> actually what is the user what what the user need and then you can uh, start to design the story and then you can work with the um, with the, with other designers to provide uh, um, an experience that that is uh, uh, fulfilling for the users you need to know the the person you are uh, you are talking to so you need to um, if you are talking to a, a person that is really uh, I don't know Uh, really frustrated, you need to calm them, to calm him. You you need to to empathize with uh, with with that kind of uh, person. So it's really really interesting. It's not just uh, to write great words that are clear, but uh, in the same time, uh, you know, to to be funny in uh, in a way, to be comforting in another. Yeah. To, to set the tone the tone of voice, it's uh, it's really useful and. Uh, Uh, of course, uh, really amusing for me and amazing. Tangity Content Design Team has developed the Product Voice Design Toolkit, a shared approach. It's a board that you can find it on Miro that allows your team to design guidelines on how your products speak to people through written and spoken word. Uh, last time I used uh, our Product Voice Design was for a company, an energy company, and it was really, really, really fun. Uh, because um, I set uh, the product mood, so that it's like a, a, a question. So it's like uh, if the app uh, is a person, who, who could it be? Who would it be? 
and I used uh, and I used uh, some uh, some characters from uh, TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did this because uh, um, I knew that the people during our workshop uh, was really into these kind of things and uh, uh, into the 90s because they were they were like 40 they were in the 40s and 50s and this kind of um, uh, you know simple thing uh, it opens uh, because it was our our first workshop and it, it was really uh, useful to you know to relax everyone and to enjoy this kind of uh, of exercise mm-hmm. of uh, uh, so it it was really interesting from this kind of uh, uh, you know goal and also for us uh, because we uh, collect uh, the information we we need of course um, i often use some uh, white noise white noises to mm-hmm. concentrate and I used to play that kind of sounds uh, pre-COVID, uh, but I still find it uh, useful in my house. Mm-hmm. This kind of uh, uh, of sounds uh, uh, unleash my stream of creativity. So uh, when I, it's like uh, to, uh, the creative process is really weird. It's really strange and it changes from uh, person to person. Uh, I need to, to uh, focus on, uh, on these kind of sounds balance mm-hmm. and to um, put myself uh, in the user uh, in the user's uh, shoes and this is really how I trigger my, my creative process no matter what specific uh, work I'm, uh, I'm in if I'm doing a, a, like a, a content strategy presentation or I'm about to write some content guidelines for a brand or even if I'm doing my UX writing for an app, I always need to put in in words. So I need to mm. write a little story, a little or a big story, and this is my compass. So always stick to the to the story. We always aim to use language in a way that ensures the door is open to anyone who might want to come inside. Inclusive content acknowledge that your readership is made up of all kinds of people. Uh, it relates with empathize. So if you are speaking to uh, a, a person that could be, you know, male, female, other, uh, you, you need to, to address a, a really vast public. To write for everyone is uh, a goal, is our goal. So you need to be really inclusive and really uh, think all the time that, you are, that your public is really vast. And so this is really uh, interesting for me. Especially when, uh, when we write, uh, when we write for for the apps, uh, because you know that um, it, it's it's really simple, because the solutions are really simple. But you have to always to have in mind that uh, you are addressing a vast public. Thank you, Giovanni, for sharing your story. Last time with Dominic, we bothered Shakespeare for parallelism. This time, I will try with Virgil. As he guided Dante in the Divine Comedy, we, as UX writers, trying to do the same with our words, with users, in the interfaces we design. It's all for now. Hope you enjoyed this episode. A new one will be released soon. Another story from another studio here in Tangity. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Ciao.